Hello, and welcome to the Bible Babbles podcast. We walk through the books of Scripture, account by account, learning practical and meaningful things for our everyday lives, while having fun the whole way through. This podcast is hosted by Carlos Farias and Brian Self, two assistant pastors from Washington State. We hope that this time in God's Word will be an encouragement to you. Let's jump right in. Shift studio. We've got. Uh, there's no walls. <laughs> there's the general walls of the building. I mean, are those walls not good enough for you? I guess. Yeah. It, well, it's it's better than no walls. Is it? I don't think so. I think so. Uh, yeah. No. Well, the the walls work well, except when there's that mini dust tornado that came by yesterday and. Literally opened the front door. That was intense. It was intense. Kids, uh, be safe. Tornado season is on us. And uh, if you are in the continental United States and deal with uh, ice cream trucks coming through your neighborhood, uh, is it just me or are ice cream trucks kind of creepy? Yeah, and overpriced. Yeah, because I feel like that was everything I was warned about as a kid was... Don't go up to strangers, don't take food from strangers, and don't go near strangers' cars when they're like, hey, come over here. And I feel like an ice cream truck is all of those things. But if it's delicious ice cream, then who cares? So if it's like a Snickers bar, I can go with the guy in the white van. You're not going inside the van. Well, no one plans on it. It's just, it's dangerous. That's all I'm saying. Just be aware. Just... Be careful, kids. Have the discernment of have, Joshua. Have the discernment of Josh. Actually, we're going to learn in a couple of weeks. One of, one of my, it's honestly one of my favorite stories of Joshua. A time Joshua didn't have great discernment. Um, yeah, I, I can't wait to get to that one. If you know what we're talking about, uh, tune in in a couple of weeks. So, uh, rather than taking chapters 3, 4, and 5 individually, uh, all of these chapters kind of go together with one consistent theme. And that theme is a commitment from the children of Israel to God. And uh, as we learned last week, uh, they've discovered, hey, the, the people of the land are incredibly terrified of us. They sent guards after the spies. They... Um, Rahab had all of her things that she said, you know, we've heard what your God can do and we want to follow your God instead of the gods of this land. And so they're very excited. That's a good place to be. Like if you're going to engage in this giant war, you'd like to know that the enemy is scared of what you can do. And uh, this is the situation that, that the children of Israel are in. Uh, kind of the funny thing, though, that we see at the beginning of chapter 3 is that Israel isn't even in uh, what we would know as the land of Canaan or Palestine or Israel yet. Um, they're still on the other side of Jordan, so they haven't even crossed over into Canaan yet. So they're, they've only come as far, except for the two spies, they've only come as far uh, to this point as their parents had. 
before the parents said, hey, you know, we're going to listen to the 10 spies. We're not going to go into, uh, into the land. We're not going to try and take it. Um, but in the beginning of chapter 3, uh, God gives, uh, through Joshua, a lot of the specific commands of how they were going to uh, go over the Jordan. Of course, at this time, you have several hundreds of thousands, even upwards into uh, small millions of people uh, that are here with the children of Israel. And so uh, they give detailed things of what's going to happen. Uh, they take the Ark of the Covenant, and uh, they have that, and the priests step in first into the Jordan and the Jordan parts, and uh, there's all of these incredible things that take place. But uh, what I see in here is a commitment to go forward. So up until this point, for 40 years, uh, the children of Israel have really just been wandering around in uh, in the desert. They haven't been um, they haven't been in Egypt where their parents wanted to go back to, even though they had been enslaved there. Uh, they had not wanted to go into the promised land because they were scared of that. So they were just really nomads. They were wandering around. And so I see here a commitment to go forward that would say, hey, we know that our parents really feared this coming decision, but we're going to go and quite literally step out in faith. And um, I think it's super cool uh, just how we see God do a miracle even in the parting of Jordan uh, as so many of them go across and that it starts with them quite literally putting God first uh, with the Ark of the Covenant and the priest saying, hey, all of this is happening because of the power of God and because of the will of God. Um, any thoughts either on uh, this portion in particular or in going forward for the Lord? So it kind of makes you wonder, like, their parents, they didn't even get as far as they did as far as, like, stepping into the water, believing yep. that God would, uh, you know, work for them. So... They 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 already they already just surpassed what their parents did just by stepping in the water. Yeah, they didn't even have to. They didn't even have to fight a battle. They didn't have no. to do any of that. It was just, you know, one small step for Benjamin, one giant leap for Israel. Um, to call, uh, to bring to mind all the NASA stuff, uh, but uh, I think it's it's tremendous in all of this. Just the the great thing you can see of moving forward for the Lord. Uh, what might be an application for someone today of maybe an area where they could move forward or stepping forward for the Lord? Uh, what's an area that we could apply this? Well, well, personally, probably most people struggle in the area of finances, uh, like going to college or stepping out by faith in something, you know, because obviously we... Every, like, everyone thinks that all we do is talk about giving, but it's more than giving money, giving your time. It's like setting up by faith and like telling someone about Christ is like, well, I don't know how to do it. Uh, I'm probably not ever going to do it because I just don't know how. But stepping out by faith in that area is just sharing your testimony. That's one of the most important things I think that we can do as a Christian, stepping out by faith and sharing God and Christ with others because... You know, without that, you know, then nothing else comes after. So sharing your testimony, uh, it can always be frightening, especially with people you've worked with for uh, a long time, people in your neighborhood that uh, you don't want them to, like, shun you out of their life because you're, they think you're some Jesus freak. But 
in any area of your life where you feel like you need to step out by faith, if you just don't take any action, then you probably just won't ever get there. And God wants you to take that first step, and if it's His will for you, He'll provide. Yeah, that's great. And I think of, uh, like you said, with that first step, that um, the conquest of the land did not start with, we'll see here in a few weeks, uh, the battle of the five kings and the nations against Israel. It didn't start with that. It started quite literally just with stepping into the Jordan. And in so many areas of our life, we go, man, I don't know if I could ever get to this point or this end thing. When realized that uh, the Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his way. So just start off with some little steps. Maybe uh, just like you said with witnessing, uh, maybe one small step you could take is talking to, uh, you know, someone at a, a church, a pastor, a spiritual mentor on, hey, I, I know I should be telling people about my faith. What are some ways that I could do that? Or just like Carlos said, of maybe you don't know all of the Bible things yet, but you'd be uh, brave enough to say, well, I can tell them what I did. I can tell them my story. That's just a little step, but man, it can make a huge difference in people's lives. And uh, I love that. Also, uh, believing that God can do whatever it is you need help with. Yeah. I mean, if this, if this story right now in Joshua 3 where they just stepped in the water and didn't believe that God could even part the water, then you know, that, changed, that completely changes uh, the outcome because God wants us to be able to do these things believing that he will come through and that he will provide. And if we just like think that no one, someone we know is never going to get saved, that we just don't believe it's ever going to happen, then uh, that's just living with a defeated attitude. Yeah. Uh, you don't get points for doing actions without, uh, without the belief. Um, God cares more about your heart than your actions. And if you're just doing whatever actions, you know, even if you're one of those people that would go, uh, you know, door to door, uh, knocking and trying to go through the plan of salvation with every person you can at every door you can, if you're doing that, but you don't believe that God can uh, see those people saved, then you're just doing it out of like a religious duty. You're not doing it because of faith in God. And just like Hebrews 11 tells us, without faith, it's impossible to please him. Um, so, love that thought. The next thing that uh, the Israelites committed to do in Joshua chapter 4 was they committed to remember what God had done. So, uh, after everyone's across the Jordan, uh, the Lord tells Joshua to uh, pick 12 men um, from uh uh, 12 men from Israel, one man for from each of the tribes, and uh, they were supposed to take 12 stones and then stack them up um, and put them in the middle of the Jordan River uh, where the priests had stood with the Ark of the Covenant, and uh, they were to put it down there, and it was going to be a memorial. It would be something that people would see at this particular point of the Jordan, and uh, he tells them the reason is, hey, when your kids see this pile of stones and they go, hey, what's this for? Like, why is there this memorial here? Then you're supposed to tell them everything that, uh, that I did for you. Um, and uh, so there's this commitment here from Israel to remember what God had done. And it's so important to move forward, to not just 
say, oh man, what if I what I've always done is enough? What I've always done is is okay. God always wants us to be progressing in our relationship with Him, that we would know Him better, that we would know His heart better, um, that we would be able to show His love to people uh, in better ways, because uh, we're not working from a point of perfection uh, that then, okay, everything we do right now is completely perfect and is completely everything that God wants. Um, we're in this constant state of growing and following God and walking in the Spirit, and so... Uh, in all of this, there's a, a great push to move forward. Uh, I think of Paul who said, follow me as I follow Christ. Um, I think of him where he says, uh, be followers of me um, as dear children, uh, all of these things. And uh, so there's a great benefit to that. But there is also a huge benefit that we see over and over again in the Old Testament of, hey, remember what God has done. This is really the reason that we... Uh, do the Lord's table, that we do communion, is that we're remembering the Lord's death until he comes. And uh, there are definitely things in my life whenever I read a certain passage of scripture, whenever uh, I think of certain things, you know, certain even items in my house, that I see them and I remember, hey, I remember when God really did this thing for me uh, in my life. Uh, Carlos, do you have do you have anything like that? Uh, not, <clears throat> not that I can think of right now, but I think it's very healthy spiritually for Christians to reflect on how good God has been in their lives because yeah. we all get to certain points where we feel uh, deceived by Satan that uh, our life is just meaningless and God hasn't really actually came through for us. But if we actually just like remember what God has done, uh, especially something like salvation, victories yeah. that he's brought you through, then it's really healthy spiritually for you as a Christian because you realize that, man, God has been so good to me throughout my entire life. And it's just good that to reflect on those things and not be forgetful. That's great. Uh, yeah, for me, um, every time I come to Psalm 16, I think of my freshman year uh, in between my uh, first and second semesters. Um, I'd had this huge crush on a girl. It didn't work out. I was heartbroken. I was like, did I miss, like, did I mess up God's perfect will? Like, was this person the one for me and I messed it up and now I'm never going to, uh, you know, now I'm never going to be in God's perfect will again. And uh, Psalm 16 was just a huge encouragement to me of realizing that, um, like my goal in life, my focus is not some magical uh, set of choices that will lead me into the perfect, uh, that will lead me to the perfect person and the perfect job and the perfect location and the perfect house. It's not about pursuing those things. It's, uh, it's about pursuing God himself. And uh, specifically verse 11, uh, in thy presence, there is fullness of joy at thy right hand. There are pleasures forevermore where my my purpose in life is not to find all of these perfect things elsewhere, but to pursue and to love a perfect God. <clears throat> so Psalm 16 is one of those things for me uh, that really is just a memorial for me, uh, kind of like this would have been uh, for these. And uh, yeah, like Carlos said, it's so great. Constantly think about what God has done for you. 
and uh, some people don't have maybe a specific day or something they can remember that they got saved and uh, maybe just set aside one day, uh, maybe one day a year. Really, you could even do one day a month or whatever. Uh, you say, hey man, on this day every year or on this day every month, I just want to think about the fact that God saved me, that I wasn't on my way to heaven. I was an enemy of God. Um, I wasn't pursuing God, but God loved me. He gave his son for me and he's reconciled me to himself. And uh, that's just such a healthy thing to happen. So uh, first, there's this commitment to move forward. There's a commitment to remember what God had done. And then lastly, there was this commitment to obey God's commands. Uh, none of these people that had been born in the wilderness or were under 20 years old uh, when Israel had first rejected going into the promised land had uh, taken of the Passover or had uh, followed in this rite of circumcision that God had initially given to Abraham as a sign of, hey, these, these are going to be my people. And uh, the same thing with the Passover that God had given this uh, during the time of Moses as really the clearest picture of the gospel of, hey, this blood that uh, is shed by this perfect lamb is going to cover uh, and it's going to protect these people. And so this was a great picture of uh, God's coming redemption, and it was remembering what God had done for the previous generation and bringing them out of Egypt. And so uh, these are just some things that are like consecrating uh, the Israelites as God's people. And uh, love in verse number uh, 11 and 12, it mentions that, uh, so the Passover they ate that was uh, regular with the unleavened bread and all of that. But the following day, uh, they're now in the land of Canaan, now Israel, and they had just eaten the last bit of the Passover with the unleavened bread. But the manna that they had enjoyed for 40 years uh, was now gone, and the manna no longer uh, came on the ground. And this was something that God himself had given every morning uh, except for on the Sabbath uh, for 40 years. And so uh, now that food supply was gone, and it says that now they were going to eat of uh, the fruit of the land, of the food that came from that land. And uh, kind of in the sense of moving forward, how God blessed in one season might not be how he blesses in another season, or he might bless in a different way. So for the children of Israel, God had literally given them food from heaven for 40 years, but now he was giving them an even better gift of the food of the land that he had promised to Abraham, to Isaac, to Jacob, to Joseph, and, uh, and to these people. And, uh, it's just kind of cool that then their consecration and they're saying, hey, we're, we're, we are God's people. We're going to keep moving forward. We're going to remember what God has done in the past, and we're going to commit ourselves uh, to being God's people. Uh, that then God said, okay, uh, now we're moving on from the past and the blessings that I've given and the way that I blessed, and now we're moving into a new future. Um, any thoughts on chapter 5? circumcision, Passover, uh, the manna stopping, any of that? <clears throat> I just think it's awesome to read uh, about when Israel isn't messing up. Mm -hmm. It's just uh, 
to see that, you know, they weren't always in a constant state of <laughs> uh, oops, you know. Uh, just awesome to see that there was times where it actually clicked. Yeah. And uh, it just goes to show that you don't need all these other things with your walk with God. You just need to be able to obey Him and uh, seek Him first. And then, just like, I just reminds you, Matthew 6, 33, where seek Him and His righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. And they finally put Him first. And yeah. they did what he said, what he commanded, then they actually got the blessing of that. And when they didn't do that, definitely ran into some problems. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, in all of these things, uh, Pastor talked about it. Uh, oh, yeah, you were up here on Sunday. Yep, I was I was going to say, Pastor uh, talked about this on Sunday. You wouldn't know because you were in kids' class, but... Nope, you were up. Uh, you were up here. But Pastor talked about commitment and uh, saying like I, I'm serious about following God. And in chapters three, four, and five, uh, I see this over and over and over again. That they said, okay, we're committing to go forward beyond what our ancestors did. We're committing to remember how God has worked in the past and not forgetting and telling it to the next generation. And then we're going to commit to be God's people. And I think in all of these things, um, here's just some great lessons that we can learn. Of, hey, I'm going to commit to be gods uh, and gods alone. And I'm going to commit to moving forward in my faith while still remembering what God has done for me in my past. Any other thoughts? Yep, and then we'll learn what happens when you don't uh, make that decision over and over again. <laughs> yeah, but uh, looking forward to this next week. Um, one of the most well-known uh, stories of the Bible, the conquest of Jericho, and uh, I'm excited for it. I love the story. I can't wait to go over it with you. And so, uh, as always, if you have any questions, any thoughts, any comments, uh, any topics you want addressed, I was thinking earlier we could do little mini episodes if anyone ever does have uh, any questions on stuff, and we could call it Babble Bites. It's like bagel bites, yes. but it's babble bites. <laughs> so if you want a babble bite, uh, just let us know uh, if you have a comment, question, concern, objection, encouragement, anything. And uh, we'd love to hear from you, as always. Well, I've been your host, Brian Sell. Oh,